The time for all of this talk is about to be over. The time for the Steelers and the Bills to trot onto New Era Field at Highmark Stadium, not the Highmark Stadium you're thinking of, the other Highmark Stadium, is almost upon us. And as we sit here at 3 p.m. on a football Friday, January 12, 2024, you're telling me there's a chance, Chris. So you're telling me there's a chance to quote the great Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, and just really quick to get this just over with. They are not moving the game. Oh, no, no, they're no, not no, moving the not. game. Thank you to the same people who like to share the same crap on social media. That's caused a, a different kind of storm. One that's not white, but usually a brownish color. Uh, on social media, and um, yeah, they're not moving the game. So, uh, yes, there is a chance. Uh, there is a chance that they can win this game, and the I mean, obviously, the weather uh, will help tip those scales uh, uh, back into the favor of the Steelers a little bit. Uh, I haven't checked today, but last I looked, it was still ten point favorite for for Buffalo. Nine and a half ish. Um, oh, so they put it back down to nine and a half now. It, it keeps going back. Well, I mean, forth. once the once the injury report came out from Buffalo, which nine was and a half, yeah, that gave Davis and, and they're missing a linebacker, and then Russell Douglas to be questionable. The line dropped a point, a half, a point. That, <laughs> half a point. So yeah, the line I guess did move a little bit there. Swan asked, "We having yeah. a show tomorrow? No, it's Saturday. We don't have shows on Saturdays. No. Uh, even for the playoffs, no, we're we're sticking Monday to Friday." Um, yeah. you know, I see this, I keep seeing this notion that the weather is just going to by default help the Steelers. And I think that's a big, obvious topic to talk about is the weather, because as of this moment, as we sit here just after 3 PM on a Friday with the mm-hmm. game on Sunday in less than 48 hours, we don't know what the situation is going to be in Western New York. The prediction is lake effect snow. The prediction is blustery wind gusts we're talking 50 miles an hour on wind gusts we're talking about unkickable (laughs) football conditions in some cases yeah you know we're talking about in some cases situations where you're not going to be able to throw the football because the wind's just going to immediately pick it up and that stadium for those that don't know over in orchard park that stadium is a very low bowl Mm-hmm. very low bowl and winds easily get in there. It's a wind tunnel in some cases. Now Hodge says here forecast in the Buffalo area, four inches of snow during the day Sunday, not a bad storm as Buffalo storms go. No, it is not. And again, I don't want to play this weather notion off. Like it's automatically going to benefit the Steelers. They're not playing Miami. They're not playing mm-hmm. Houston. They're not playing the Rams. This is Buffalo. We're talking about mm-hmm. Buffalo's weather in most cases, is worse than Pittsburgh's weather. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, bad weather, advantage Steelers. You know, they deal with winds, they deal with rain, they deal with cold all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, but this is a different kind of level. So, yeah, yeah I'm not going to sit here and say that the weather's going to benefit really either side. The weather's going to be the weather. In fact, some people on the south side this week have said it. The weather's the weather. Both teams are affected by it. It's a non-issue. They both have to play in it. Mm-hmm. They both have to deal with it and contend with it. It just so happens that Josh Allen has thrown more footballs in 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts in his lifetime than Mason Rudolph has. 
if yeah. you want to put it on that level. Yeah. I think the reason why is because, you know, the, regardless of, uh, regardless of experience in certain weather, certain weather dictates what you can do offensively and what you can do with the football. Um, it does, yeah, and and, and uh, like Steelers Freak says it here, short passes are still passes. It's not like both teams are going to line up and just hand the ball off every single down. But it can affect how teams try to stretch defenses. Mm-hmm. If there are 50-mile-an-hour gusts and you're throwing into that, if for whatever reason you know, you're know you going in a certain direction where it's either a crosswind or you're even kind of bl- you're throwing it into the wind, good luck. I don't care how strong your arm is. You're throwing into 50 mile an hour gusts. Um, You know, I think that's why, at least for me, I put it more in. It helps tip the scales a little bit. Um, Honestly, what probably helps tip the scales a little bit more is the fact that Gabe Davis isn't playing. Um, That probably helps a little bit more because that takes an actual player that will stretch the Steelers defense out of the game. Um. There are still receivers and tight ends uh, on that offense that will test the Steelers' defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gabe Davis missing will be a big thing. And I think th- the main reason why is that this, you, when you go into a game like this in which the weather will be a factor, it will be a factor for both teams, but it will be a factor, is that it it plays into what the Steelers do well offensively. It doesn't fly in the face of what the Steelers do well offensively. Um and I think that's why if the Steelers can take advantage of that and make it more about playing the brand of football that they want to play, which regardless of weather is what they did against the Bengals, is what they did against the Seahawks, and is what they did against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They made those three teams play the brand of football that they wanted to play. Yeah. And outside of the weather, if the Steelers can make the Bills play that brand of football, they stand a better chance to win. It just so happens that the weather – aids in that effort instead of flies in the face of it. So real quick, the, on the injury fronts, the only player designated out for the Steelers is TJ Watt, but we knew that as as early as Tuesday when Mike Tomlin literally declared TJ Watt out. Yep. Um, everyone else is cleared to play. Najee Harris with the knee, Minka Fitzpatrick with the knee, Atlanta Roberts with the peck, Isaac Samalo with the shoulder. Um, no injury designations. They're, they're cleared to play Sunday. Yep. Isaac Samalo did not practice today, but that's kind of been – a, a thing over the last few weeks. Yeah. Sam Allo has taken a DNP at least once a week in these last few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Najee Harris, Mika Fitzpatrick, Atlanta Roberts, all full in practice on Friday. And then as for Buffalo, again, Gabe Davis, knee injury, he's out. And Taylor Rapp with a calf, their, their third safety is out. And he made a significant play at the end of the game last mm-hmm. week against Miami. In fact, I think Chase Claypool was targeted on it. Uh, mm-hmm. made the interception that sealed the game away to Taylor Rapp. Taylor yeah. Rapp, also a Super Bowl champion with the Rams a couple of years ago. So that's a winning football player that the Bills will be missing. Rasul Douglas, one of their best cornerbacks. In fact, their second best, I would argue. Um, no. Is their best? They're, their best. Well, they're, well, their slot cornerback's also really good. Well, their slot um, cornerback's very good, but he's he's really, really great at being a slot cornerback. Not trying to say that he's not a good cornerback, that's but Russell Douglas is fourth in the NFL with five interceptions, and he has a 40.1 passer rating against. Dude's legit. Yeah. <laughs> so Russell Douglas is questionable, and, and Tyrell Dodson, uh, the linebacker, is also questionable. Mm-hmm. However, uh, when it comes to Douglas... Um, he did not practice all week 
and Dodson was limited Friday. So worth noting on those fronts. Also, um, Deion Dawkins, the the right tackle for the Bills, was back in full on Friday. Um, Stephon Diggs took a a rest day, so he's you know good to go there. But pretty lengthy injury report for Buffalo. But the ones that you need to know about: Douglas uh, is questionable, Rap is out, and Davis is out. So three pretty significant injuries for Buffalo. But obviously, yes. as we talked about earlier this week, Chris T.J. Watt, um, the big biggest, yep. the most significant injury in this game being out for the Steelers, and it's mm-hmm. Nick Herbing and Marcus Golden time. We spent plenty of time talking about that the other day. Um, but I think today's really a good day to dive into the nuts and bolts of what we could see. Now, how easy is it to talk about that because of the unpredictability of the weather? Mm-hmm. You know, this weather, if it's if it's 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts and 30-mile-an-hour sustained winds, mm-hmm. punting's going to be hard. I saw someone in the, in the chat mention punting. Yeah. Punting's going to be hard, which really piqued my interest as to why the Steelers re- re-signed Brad Wing earlier this week. And, you know, Brad Wing and Presley Harvin now both on, you know, between the 53 and the practice squad. So curious very to see, curious to see how that plays out Sunday morning. Curious to see <laughs> as early as Sunday morning or even tomorrow – yeah. Tomorrow would be when elevations have yep. to happen. Yep, true. It, it'd be curious to see if Brad Wing, as as Joshua mentions in our chat, uh, gets an elevation tomorrow, mm-hmm. and and maybe they carry two punters. Well, you don't know at this stage the unpredictability, not just with the weather, but also with the postseason. Like I feel like the postseason, you see it in just about every sport. Teams will tailor whatever they need to do in order to best match up with the opponent in front of them. I mean, I think you see it more often than not in baseball and certainly in hockey with lines, but I think in in football, you could see some game planning and see some, you know, different kind of schemes and different kind of players on the field. And yeah, that might include special teams in this, in this case with the punter for the Steelers. Yeah. But um, it, it is, it is pretty important now. Now, granted, Harvin's primary job is to punt the football, but mm-hmm. Laura brings that up too. Harvin's the holder and he's mm-hmm. a pretty darn good one at it. Um, so if, if Harvin for whatever reason is not active, this is the type of game, especially if the weather is what we think it's going to be. This is the type of game where every point matters. And if the Steelers can somehow, um, you know, kick their kick field goals, you know, and have that be the way that they win this football game somehow, then, that's the way it is, and that means every single hold is going to matter. Every single snap is going to matter. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's something to something to remember. So obviously, shouldn't shouldn't make or break the the Steelers, but it, it should. Uh, it's it's definitely worth worth mentioning for sure. How close will they have to get for field goals? Does Matt ask? It depends. It depends literally on which way the wind's blowing, and in that stadium, yeah. it changes. So often, where how the winds blow, you know, this is really going to be when it comes to Danny Smith. This is going to be a, a game where Danny Smith makes his paycheck mm-hmm. because it's not just with the field goals, it's with punting and it's with defending what Buffalo chooses to do as far as their special teams are concerned. And Buffalo, you know, it's that chess match. Miles Killebrew spoke today, and obviously, Miles Killebrew, um, named all pro along with TJ Watt. Awesome yeah. for Miles Killebrew, mm-hmm. uh, being named all pro, certainly deserved. But, you know, Miles, I asked Miles today, I'm like, hey, you know, what does Buffalo do well with special teams? They obviously had the punt return touchdown against Miami that really gave them momentum, that really gave them momentum late in the game. And then they they do well at defending kickoffs and punts too. And, you know, he just basically mentioned that they're really sound at getting to their spots and, and, and really just reacting to what the other team does. And 
when you have a when you have swirling winds and 50 mile an hour gusts, Presley Harvick could hit an 80 yard punt one time, or mm-hmm. Brad Wing for that matter could hit an 80 yard punt one time and then hit a 20 yard punt the next time because of the wind. So yeah. you really don't know what you're going to get as far as the special teams in this game, and those situations are going to vary based on the conditions that are inside of the stadium. It's really going to be fascinating from that standpoint. Yeah, um, j- just so we can kind of understand, I, I touched on this a couple of days ago, but I wanted to kind of bring it up again. According to the Weather Channel, the winds will be coming from the west southwest. Now, obviously, as you said, it's gonna it's that doesn't mean it's sustained from just that direction for the entire time, but in the general vicinity, it will be coming from geez from that direction. And get the wind knocking over your microphone. Yeah, yeah, for real. And so um, when you Clint. consider when you consider that with the direction the wind's coming from, the stadium is is uh, laid out in the way where you have a northwest end zone and a southeast end zone. And so okay. when you talk about west southwest winds, that means cross breeze for the most part, crosswind for the most part, with a little bit like kind of going into if you're facing the north northwest end zone a little bit into but more still kind of cross one so yeah it will be kind of teams sometimes might be dealing with crosswinds and sometimes you might be dealing with the wind at your back or the wind in your face just depending on how the wind's blowing in so it can really be all over the place so it's not like it's not like it's a oh you're facing the northwest end zone and the wind is coming from the northwest so it's directly in your face it's yeah. going to be kind of all over the place. Uh, Darren, thank you for the five gifted. We appreciate you. If you got one or have an opportunity to claim it, please do so. Uh, that is a freebie. Get all the access to the emotes and uh, exclusive uh, member benefits. So we appreciate that. Swan asks, will, when will the team be going up? I believe their charter leaves around 3 p.m. tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. So uh, they'll be flying up tomorrow afternoon. Mark, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, Mark says, don't worry about the NFLPA All-Pro teams. AP All-Pro team has Watt first as he should be. You are correct about that. However, if this is any kind of indication as to how the defensive player of the year vote could potentially go, and reminder, the same people that vote on the All-Pro also vote on the defensive player of the year. Yep. Miles Garrett edged TJ Watt by eight votes for first-team All-Pro. Yep. Garrett finished first among edge rushers. Watt finished second. There are two edge rushers on All-Pro. I think Crosby and, pa- and Parsons uh, were that on the second sense. team. That makes sense. We're on the second team. So, yes, you are right partially on that, Mark. However, I will I will leave it out there that Garrett gathered eight more votes for first-team All-Pro than Watt did. And if that's any indication of how Defensive Player of the Year could go, don't get just, mad at me. I didn't just vote. Just prepare I didn't yourself. Have a vote. Yeah, just prepare yourself uh, for, for Miles Garrett to win it. Uh, again, as we talked about the past couple of days, I know Corey wasn't on here, uh, but um, we did talk about it the past couple of days. Um, people are completely enthralled or completely obsessed with analytics nowadays, and it drives the uh, um, it drives the overall analysis of players a little bit too much, in my opinion. And so, but that's just where we are. And so, you have a lot of people who buy into it. They want to be the they want to be the smart guy in the room, and so they. They bring up analytics and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just, yeah. So yeah. And, and I mean, Josh kind of says it there. TJ is getting screwed. Just accept it. Uh, if he ends up winning it, then, you know, he deservedly won it. If he doesn't win it, then, you know, yeah. And Mark's pretty much saying it, it, Garrett's going to win it. I, I think at this point, Garrett's going to win it. I don't think he deserves to win it. I think miles Garrett had a phenomenal year. 
Um, yeah. I think he does uh, deserve that recognition. I think he's worthy of being first team all pro. I might put Mike Parsons ahead of him. Um, but either way, he's worthy of an all pro selection, whether it's first team or second team. I just, I'm sorry. I just like, I just think TJ Watts, the defensive player of the year, but I'm just going to just accept it now. Mark says, Mark says, thanks for the kick to the groin. Uh, you're welcome. I guess I, 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 I'm not going to pander. Sorry. I'm not going to pander. I'm not going to say things to make you feel better. I'm going to tell the truth as best as I can. Oh, I called the Steelers (laughs) fan base. Uh, what did I call them yesterday? I'm not going to pander. I'm sorry. It's not what I do. uh, um, somebody help me out. If you, if you were, uh, I can't remember the word I used yesterday. If you were on the show yesterday, I, I, I used a, a word, certain adjective to describe the, describe the Steelers fan base. Uh, I said passionate is one of, Oh, I said rabid. I called them rabid. Okay. Um, and that, that, that got a little, uh, a little reaction here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, William, I, I, that's just, uh, William, I'm just telling the truth. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and coddle and pander and, and try to say things to curry favor. That's just not, not how I do it. That's never who I've been. Uh, so rabid uh, is is the word that the, the chat is reminding you of. Um, yeah. For those that uh, missed it, I have not been here the last two days on this show because the Steelers practiced in Akersher Stadium on Wednesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, partially because the fields over at the UPMC Rudy Sports Complex outside got absolutely torn up on, on Tuesday when they practiced outside, mm-hmm. there was freezing rain, sleet, cold, miserable mi- weather was miserable Tuesday over on the South side. So uh, Mike Tomlin said, Hey, weather's going to suck. Embrace the suck. We're practicing outside. And that's exactly what they did Wednesday. The weather wasn't much better again, freezing, windy, rainy, gross uh, on at Akersher stadium on the North shore. And then Thursday uh, they practiced again at Akersher. It was way nicer outside though. Um, and then they held coordinator Thursday over there as well. And then today they practice actually indoors on the South side. Mm-hmm. So obviously the Friday practices are a little lighter. They always are. Yeah. Uh, not, not really walk through but not really, you know, going no. full balls to the wall. Wednesday either. and Thursday are the, heavy, are the heavy lifting days usually. Right. Right. So today was more of a lighter day as it always is. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously uh, they took care of business on the South side indoors today. Uh, Patrick Peterson spoke after practice. I, I, I heard from, yeah, Chris had his memory leave it, on the South. My side short, North my short term memory is, uh, has always been terrible. It's always been terrible. Yeah. Ask yeah. me from yesterday, man. I, I got like five <laughs> hours of sleep last night. Thanks to a sick kid. So, oh no, man, everybody's got, I just got over it last week, as you know. Oh no, he, I, I, uh, I just got over it. This is a stomach bug. So yeah, my son, <laughs> um, my son's he's, he's home today. So. Steelers Freak says, thank God Corey isn't a cancer patient counselor. I'd have a little more sympathy Jeez. for patients of that are dealing with such a tough road. I would Yikes. deal with I would deal with that in a more graceful manner. But this is sports talk. And you know, I don't think I need to coddle anybody on sports talk. I think we could all have our own opinions. So there's that. Um, let's do predictions. I, I think it's I think it's finally time to get into the predictions, and I want to see them in chat. I want to see everybody put their prediction in chat. You think Buffalo's going to win? You think the Steelers are going to win? Mark says Corey's the consummate professional, never allowing emotions to affect the report. I'll try. I'm trying not to. Like, I, I want to do my best to be not just accurate and fair, but also like, I I, I just want to be able to convey. I think what is the honest opinion or the honest, you know, or not just honest opinion, but also truth. Like, I want to make sure that that's being fair and and those lines aren't being blurred. All right, prediction time. I'll start. Yeah. 
Huh, you gotta you gotta send me yours in written form, by the way. I will. <laughs> I will. A written a, a nine and a half spread is a lot for the postseason. Yeah, it's a lot. And Mike Tomlin typically doesn't do great in these kind of situations. And if if he goes up to double digit dog, he doesn't do great as a double digit dog. Um, I think I'll start at the end and then I'll go into elaboration. I think the Bills win this game, but the Steelers cover. I think the Bills win this game somewhere in the realm of like 17-10. Because, and I'm, I'm accounting the weather in it, no doubt. I think the Bills win this game by a touchdown, maybe four points. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. But, but I, I just can't. I sat there yesterday and I sat there this morning and I thought of ways the Steelers win this game without TJ Watt. And I couldn't find many, if any, avenues, if that mm. makes sense. I, I, I thought of ways that Josh Allen is contained without TJ Watt. And I know Alex Highsmith is great, and Nick Herbig and Marcus Golden are good. But I still think, like, 15 rushing touchdowns for the guy this year as a quarterback. That's a ton. That's a ton. Second James Cook. In the league. No. James Cook. 1,100 yards rushing, fourth in the league. For as good as Josh Allen is as throwing the ball, and I know he tends to make some mistakes, and the Bills live with that, they are also excellent at running the football. And I think that even if they have to play a snow game, I, I think I, I, I saw a stat since I believe it was the Week 13 bye for Buffalo. The Steelers are the first of the NFL in rushing. The Bills are number two. I don't remember exactly what week that was, but it was basically around that time. Mm -hmm. But the Bills have been running it really well since their bye, since that five-game winning streak started. They pounded Dallas, the Cowboys, the, the one of the best teams in the NFC. They pounded 31-10, and Cook ran all over them. So I think that, yeah, if the, if the weather's terrible and the Steelers have to resort to Najee Harris and Jalen Warren – that offense can find some success. However, they had a harder time beating Baltimore in bad conditions last week, and it took Mason Rudolph completing 18 of 20 passes for them to do that. I can't expect 18 to 20 out of Mason again. I can't really expect that kind of efficiency from the pass game that's going to allow Buffalo to sag back a bit for Najee and Jalen to do their thing. I think some of that gets taken away. I think Buffalo wins this, but I think the Steelers cover. Yeah, um, you can take over putting comments on the screen. Um, yeah, I got you. So, I, I'm I I also think like if I'm if I'm betting if I, if you're just having me like bet either you know Buffalo minus nine and a half or Steelers plus nine and a half I'm taking Steelers plus nine and a half for right sure. I can I can say that outright. Um, I also am concerned about how the Steelers can defend the Bills' offense. Um, James Cook provides uh, a lot of versatility, both in the running game and as a receiver out of the backfield. Uh, Stephon Diggs, despite all of the chemistry issues or off-field or sideline issues with Josh Allen, is still a very productive receiver, still a phenomenal route runner, will definitely test Joey Porter Jr. Um, Gabe Davis being out hurts uh the bills for sure i'm more most concerned on offense about how the steelers can uh, keep dalton kincaid under wraps because i know that if the bills are a smart team and they are they're going to be watching how the cardinals did it with trey mcbride because mcbride 
tore them a new one. And I'm like for as good as McBride is, I think Kincaid's better. So the bills will be looking to exploit that somehow. And Getting Minka back and getting KZ back definitely helps. And our Landon Roberts being healthy, you know, mm-hmm. healthier definitely helps in that regard. But I'm still a little bit concerned about it. And then obviously Josh Allen, I think he's going to end up throwing a pick or two in this game. Um, but I I have a hard time seeing the Steelers stopping the Bills. I'll put it this way. I have a hard time seeing the seeing the Steelers forcing the Bills to punt a lot in this game. So at that point, it's how often can you get takeaways and how often can you make them settle for field goals instead of scoring touchdowns? Mm-hmm. And if they can hold them to nothing but field goals, I like the Steelers' chances. If they can hold them to maybe only one touchdown, then maybe they can they can pull it off. If the Bills score two or three t- t- touchdowns in this game, I think it's over. Um, the, o- the, the way to victory for the Steelers is through running the football. If they can control the clock, and they can keep Josh Allen and that offense on the sideline and force them to become one-dimensional. That's the other part of it, too, is that which team can force the other offense to become one-dimensional. And if the Steelers can run the football and somehow use that to also open up some sort of passing game and whatever you can do in this condition, in these conditions, then I like the Steelers' chances. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit much for me to say that the Steelers are going to go on the road in a hostile environment with the weather being what it is, the Bills are more used to it than the Steelers are. It's 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 weather that both teams are, are kind of used to anyway. Um, I just I think the Bills are the better overall football team. I'm gonna pick the Bills to win, and I'm gonna say final score is 16 13. Mm-hmm. However, I will put the caveat. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not like looking for a cop out or something like that or something. You know, if the, if the Steelers end up winning this game, I'll take the L. That's fine. It will not shock me if the Steelers win this football game. It I'm with will, you on that. It will not shock me at I'm all. I'm with you on that. I think there's avenues for them to win, especially if Razul Douglas does not play. I think there's an avenue for them to win. I really do. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying Buffalo's a lock. I I just I just I let me word this eloquently. I said this the other day. I think there's a greater chance Buffalo plays well than there is a chance they play badly. Is it different, Chris? Is it different? Not you, Chris. The the Chris you just yeah, put, yeah, put up on the screen. Is it different? I don't know how different the Steelers team is. Well, if if, if you're talking about different from the last time they played the Bills, yes. Sure. Uh, sure. But I mean, if we're talking about like. I, I, I don't know. Like, okay. So like certain things that I, I've looked at, okay. Like one, like one thing I look at, you know, since week nine, the Steelers are averaging 145 yards rushing per game. And in that same stretch, they're eighth in rushing EPA yeah. and they're fifth in rushing success rate. So they're that running the good. ball better than almost anybody in the league. Yeah. Um, or, or they're right up there with the best rushing attacks in the league and the bills even during this five-game stretch where, where they've won five in a row and they stormed back and won the AFC East, are 26. I'm trying to remember the numbers. I have them in my next opponent piece that's coming out later today. They're like 26th or 27th in rushing EPA. Like, they're not, like, even, even like, yeah, you can look at the, like, oh, they only allowed 80-something yards a game. Yeah, but in terms of, like, actual, like, performance against the run, they're not doing that great against the run, even in this five-game stretch. So the Steelers can run the ball on this team. 
And if they can, how do they make the Bills pay for it when they try to load the box? If Razul Douglas is out and they can't have that guy just take away George Pickens, now you have to use your extra safety or use the safety to try to take away those passes down the field or even the intermediate passes. That changes everything. And that's why I think if Razul Douglas doesn't play, I really see the Steelers with a legitimate chance to pull off this upset. I just want to add more context on how good a Buffalo is at running the football as well. 130.1 rushing yards per game, seventh in the NFL. Cook, 1,122 yards, fourth in the NFL. Allen, 15 rushing touchdowns, second in the league behind Raheem Mostert's 18 over in Miami. And they added Leonard Fournette. So they have fresh legs. And Leonard Fournette's only played in a couple of games and has only taken about 15 carries. So – the Bills have a really damn good rushing attack, too, in addition to having Josh Allen, in addition to having one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, in addition to having a guy that is not afraid to make plays with his legs. I saw a comment. I haven't started. I can't put it on the screen because there's a there's a bad word here, and I want to keep this stream monetized. Uh, <laughs> Boss Uno says, it's a, it's a darn shame that all you Steelers podcast workers – well, first off, I'm a, re- a reporter who's also doing a podcast – uh, don't have faith in the team you're covering it because of Josh Allen. It's not that I don't have faith in them. I just know how good Josh Allen is, and I know do, how okay. good Josh really, Allen really can really quickly, be. really really quickly. Do do fans really want? No, I was not doing a sick kid run. That's funny though, Darren. Do yeah. do 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 fans really want reporters or podcasters or whatever to be like all rah rah and nothing but and, and try to like feed you some sort of like Homer beer goggle like Homer beer goggle nonsense? We're I don't want fans. that. I'm not a fan. I don't want that. That's not who I, mean, I am. Like, 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 I'm just saying, like, I don't want that. Like, you, you, I just, I would rather people call it like I see it. I can force feed you and say, yeah, the Steelers can run the ball and c- control the clock for 40 minutes in this game and, and ground and pound them. And then Josh Allen will throw three interceptions. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm not that, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's just like, I don't know. It's not who I, I am. I don't get that. It really isn't. It really isn't. I didn't get to where I am because, you know, I kiss butt of people that read me or kiss butt of people that, that watch or listen to my stuff. That's not who I am. I, I like being honest and fair. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up, I'm going to pull up uh, some, some advanced stats on, on, on the bills when it comes to the running attack during this five game winning streak. So just give me a second. Yeah. Pulling, pulling that up right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I try to put it in that context. Okay. So the bills as of right now, are over the over these past five games, weeks 14 through 18, in rushing EPA, they are fourth in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are seventh over the over that same stretch. In terms of rushing success rate, the Bills are third and the Steelers are sixth. And that again, that's over the last five games, not three games. Um, three games. I think the Steelers rank uh, higher than that. I think actually the only the 49ers have a higher success rate over the last three games than the Steelers. But yes, that goes to show, yes, the bills are running the football really, really well right now. Um, so again, we're trying to, if, if the Steelers get their butts kicked on Sunday, don't come, you know, we're, we're trying to help, you know, put that in a situation like that is a, that is a distinct possibility. And we're trying to let you know that that is a distinct possibility. Yeah. Um, now it's also a distinct possibility that somehow the Steelers completely shock everybody and they, and they roll the, roll the bills on this one. Somehow. You never know. 
You never you know. Just, you never know. Nobody. I, I go back to 04, and I think about that 15 to one season when they were facing the the Patriots on Halloween, and they go out to a 21 three lead in the first quarter. Nobody saw that coming. It just happens sometimes. You yeah. get the right things. You get the right plays. It just happens. So, like, this is a game in which I can see. I see a real avenue for both teams to win this game. Which run defense am I going to see? Am I going to see the one that stops Lamar Jackson and Joe Mixon and Nick and Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford to a certain extent? Or am I going to see the one that let Trey Sermon and Ezekiel, the ghost of Ezekiel Elliott and James Conner run all over them three weeks in a row? I don't know what run defense I'm going to see. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. And I want everybody here, right here, real quick before we get out. I know you're here, but I want you here, really here. If the Steelers win this football game on Sunday, there's one major factor. There's one major person. There's one key component of this. It's Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has the coaching advantage over Sean McDermott. Mike Tomlin. I trust Mike Tomlin more in these close situations than I trust Sean McDermott. I Let me tell you why. I was in that locker room all week, Monday through Friday today. That locker room had its chest out. That locker room. Had its head up. That locker room had energy and flow and determination. That energy is so key for this part of the year. Five times I was in the locker room this week, and granted, for the media, it's a finite amount of time. Mike Tomlin walked through it twice while we were in there. Definitely did it today. All the bags are laid out because they're traveling, they're flying, they have to get their equipment ready. Mike Tomlin walks around. Hands in the pockets, bubble jacket on, just looking around, surveying, talking to players. He's engaged. He's in this. He's very much in this. And if the Steelers win this game on Sunday, for the pessimists in the chat that called me out earlier, here it is. Hope you're paying attention. If the Steelers win this game on Sunday, it's because Mike Tomlin has this team ready to go. That's why. Um, also, okay. So we talked about, I talked about how the Steelers are running the football really well and how the bills are not defending the run. Well, okay. Good. The bills are running the ball. Well, over the last three games during the Steelers, three game winning streak, they are second in the NFL in rushing EPA. And they are sixth in the NFL in rushing success rate. Like, so the Steelers are defending the run very well. Over these last three games, Alex, I'm now, not shaving my head if the Steelers win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna. I might go get a haircut tomorrow, but I'm not shaving my head if they win. <laughs> yeah. Now, the oh. one thing that I really like about like the EPA and success rate and everything like that is, if you go look at like overall yards, that doesn't account for when teams get one dimensional because they fell behind in a big in a big, um, like like the obviously like Bengals and Seahawks fell behind. They can't, they have to become more, more one dimensional. They can't run the ball. It's when they do run the ball, how effective are they, are they being with running the football? And that's why EP and success were good. So Teresa, no, Corey, Teresa, I would not do that. No, Teresa, I appreciate the challenge. <laughs> Go tell my girlfriend that I'm buzzing my hair. It's, it's done. It's done. I can't do that. I I'm, I'm on a limit here. I am limited capped on what I can do. And yeah, Happily, I will limit and cap myself. It's a good trade-off. It's a good reason. So I will stay where I'm at. Bam, bam, Bigelow. I'm not bam, bam. But come on, come on. So come on, Darren. Leave, yeah, leave no, bam, I, bam, uh, So I, I again, like, like, 
Yeah. Teresa, I got too much to risk. I can't do it. <laughs> Spice Creation says, y'all sound like you're trying to convince us. I'm really not trying to convince you of anything. I just try to make sure that like everybody's as, as informed as possible when it comes to when it comes to where these two teams are right now and, and where they're going. Um, at least that's what I'm doing. Like, like again, I I think I I'm I'm saying this is going to be a close football game, and I really do think the Steelers have a legitimate chance of pulling this off. Um, I'm just I'm going with my gut on this one, saying the Bills are going to win. But yeah, it just it, it is what it is. Like again, I I think I don't know. Like I would say it's probably the most well, man. I mean, maybe not. Dolphins going to Kansas City in that weather and trying to win is. Ugh. I'd say I'd still think the Steelers beating the Bills might be the most likely upset. Um, maybe outside I think Kansas City definitely beats Miami. I think Houston over Cleveland's realistic. It's realistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, Houston, by who's favored in that game? I believe the Browns are. Like, I even though the Browns, Houston's I, the four seed, I believe the Browns are road favorites. Yeah. I think, I think the most likely upset would be Houston over Cleveland. I, I, I think CJ that Stroud's game I could see going either. I think that that game I could see going out, either way. Don't rule out the Rams beating the Lions either. Don't rule that out whatsoever. Well, I know the Rams are a good football team. Rams are They've having, really a, yeah. Steelers Freak says this here. I, I'm not ruling out the Rams at all beating the Lions in Detroit. Matt Stafford's return. I, I listen, I saw what Jared Goff did in their first Super Bowl run when he was there when they lost to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Goff is a deer in headlights at times. I think that's the Lions. I think that's the Goff we see. I, I think Stafford goes into Detroit homecoming and all, and puts on a show, and I think the Rams win it. Am I a little biased because I grew up a Rams fan? Maybe. But I still think that's a legit possibility. I think the Chiefs smoke the Dolphins in Arrowhead. Miami's down a bunch of players. I I don't see how Miami gets through that. Um, I think Cleveland beats Houston, but I think Houston could upset them. I'm not thinking twice about the Eagles over the Bucks. Eagles over the Bucks for sure. I don't know about that. I'm not thinking twice about it, really. I don't know about that. The Eagles are a mess right now. They are a mess. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking. I, I don't see the Bucks beating the Eagles. We need to make um, a bet on that game. Uh, I mean, we can. You can. <laughs> I don't. I'm not doing that. Uh, am I missing a game? Am I missing a game? No, I'm not. Oh, uh, Packers, Cow- Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys smoking them. I don't smoking know about them. smoking them. Packers are playing really well right now. Yeah, too. I know. But the Cowboys at home, they're really, they're really good. No, they're um, undefeated at home. They're really good at home. But yeah, no. Um, Mark Kyron Williams is a baller. That's a good running back. That's a good running back. All right, let's get out of here. Let's <laughs> let DK and Ramon come in in about twenty minutes, and let's let them set the table for you for this weekend. Chris and I did our part. We have set the stage as best as we can. We'll reconvene Monday. Yep. Just to see what happens. After oh, yeah. a win, after a loss, after who knows what is about to happen in lovely western New York. Yeah, I'm not we'll, sure. We'll I'm either be sure. yeah, we'll yeah. either be uh we'll either be wrapping up the season or we'll be talking about playing the Ravens again. Um yeah. so I that that's uh uh, what what got Chris snorting was somebody said beard versus beard in terms of uh, a bet. I'm not um, betting this beard on anything. I'm not doing that either. Our, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm going to leave off with a comment from PGV, PGB VBY. That's a mouthful. He says, your takes are baffling. PG, thank you for tuning in. Cheers to you. Have a coffee on me. Thank you very much. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Chris and DK and Ramon in 20 minutes for the Ramon Foster show. We're on to Sunday. 
and eventually we'll be on to Monday. Cheers, everybody. Have a good day.